Germany was having trouble. What a sad, sad story. Needed a new leader to restore his former glory. Where, oh, where was he? Where could that man be? We looked around and then we found the man for you and me. And now it's springtime for Hohenheim in Germany. Deutschland is happy and gay. We're marching to a faster pace. Look out, here comes the master race. Springtime for Hohenheim in Germany. Rhineland, a fine land, once more. Springtime for Hohenheim in Germany. Watch out, you're up, we're going on tour. Springtime for Hohenheim in Germany. Look, it's springtime, winter for Poland and France. Springtime for Hohenheim in Germany. Springtime, 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 springtime. Come on, Germans, go into your van. There's clever engineers.
so I didn't have something that way either. So hope that the one review will be good enough for everybody. Uh, we've got some news, um, not too much interesting news this week, but, uh, you know, it's a good healthy chunk. Um, we got a hot spot this week. Um, we are free, excuse me, of our uh, interviews. We have finally gotten through all the NDK interviews, so we're going to have something special for the hot spot. Um, and let's see, oh, some very exciting stuff. We have two different music tracks for you uh, this week of ASO Radio. Uh, we're going to play one in between the news and the review, and another one between the fan mail and the hotspot. So that'll be plenty exciting. And let's see, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, last thing I want to mention before we get into the news. I feel really sorry about not getting an episode up on Sunday. Um, this episode, episode 91, was delayed by a few days uh, because I had a tremendously painful toothache. This thing was just killer. A, a little black story. Hope nobody's listening squeamish. Um, a molar of mine got a tooth infection, but unfortunately, um, I'm not one of a higher class. Uh, as a matter of fact, working class would be uh, the top of the crust considering where uh, my situation is. And so I was not able, no insurance, and I couldn't afford dental care, so systematically the, um, the uh, what do they call those, cavity that I had in my tooth ate through the enamel of the upper tooth, got down to the root, killed the root, and then uh, eventually chunks of the tooth broke off and got loose. The latest tooth pain isn't from that, though. The latest tooth pain is from that cavity then turning around and boring into the next door tooth. Oh, it was incredibly painful. I tried all sorts of things, you know, pain relievers like uh, aspirin, ibuprofen, tried cold medicines to sleep through the night. Uh, of course, the, like, Ambisol, tooth painkiller, the Orgel, whatever that crap's called. And, uh, of course, all of these were treating a symptom, not the problem. And, uh, of course, the pain would come back readily thereafter and never go away. So what I ended up having to do was... Um, if you will, self-medicate myself with antibiotics. Squirt some right in there using that little eyedropper into the tooth because it's kind of like a, a bowl, if you will. Uh, let it soak in there for a while and then swallow the antibiotics. Made a world of difference. I'm feeling much better now. So now we can get out of episode 91 of ASO Radio. I hope you enjoyed the uh, funny we had at the beginning of the show. Kind of need to watch Full Metal Alchemist for the full effect of it. But either way, springtime for Hitler is very funny, whether it's been modified for our parodies or not. All right, well, um, I suppose that covers all the bases that need to be covered. Let's go ahead and shimmy on over to our anime news. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Evening News with Dan Weathers. This is Dan Weathers recording your weekly anime news. Dateline Bismarck. Nah, I'm just kidding. We don't do the news like that around here. All right, first up, Fruits Basket Original Character Sculptures. Yamato USA has announced the U.S. debut of its Japanese Sculptor Original Character Series, featuring original designs from Japanese sculptors. The first sculpture in the series will be Yoichi Yamazuka, sorry, Yamazaki's Ruby. Meanwhile, Southern Island has unpainted prototypes of Fruits Basket, Kyo, and Toru. And trust me, don't look at them till they're painted, because the eyes look up freaky without the details. And... A uh, special treat for the U.S. people who love giant monster movies because on the official site for Negadon, the monster from Mars, is a note from its creator. And, for amusement factor, I will read this note on air. 
He wrote, Hey guys in America, what's up? I'm June Azawa, the creator of Megadon, the monster from Mars. Do you like kaju, giant monsters, and robots? If you like them more than double cheeseburgers, then you've got to watch Negadon. Don't confuse Negadon with cheap monster movies you can find in a dollar store, okay? There are tons of kaiju movies in Japan, but none of them match Negadon. You know why? Because Negadon is one of the one and only all-CG Japanese kaiju movie. Maybe the only one in the world, too, I guess. There is more than that. Guess what? Negadon is a movie created in a garage. Well, not actually created in a garage, but our team members, including all the staff and cast, were as few as only 11 people, me included, of course. I created most of the video by myself on my PC using 3D Studio Max and After Effects software. Let me tell you one thing. In the movie, I paid a lot of tributes to the grand old masterpieces like Godzilla, The War of the Worlds, The Mysterians, Mothra, Atragon, and Johnny Sacco and his flying robot. If these titles turn you on, you've got to watch Negadon. Negadon is a cool and deep kaiju movie. It's new but full of nostalgia. Tell you what, if you're a hardcore kaiju fan, sick and tired of Hollywood monster movies, then Negadon is definitely for you. Signed, June Awazu. Alright, well, that was very interesting, wasn't it? And if any of you go and watch Negadon, yeah, there was plenty of name dropping there, wasn't there? Uh, be sure to go and let me know if it's worth a while. Next up, New Australian Licenses. Madman Entertainment has just announced the acquisition of several series for the Australian region. In addition to Nagima and Trinity Blood, announced last month, the new acquisitions are My Hime and On oh My Goddess TV, tentatively scheduled for July 2006, with Speed Grapper and Basilisk, I mean Basilisk, scheduled for late 2006. And now, Anime Network has a Japanese 101 podcast. ADV has announced a new feature on the Anime Network DVD Dojo podcast. Japanese 101 is a short clip teaching hopefully useful or at least humorous Japanese phrases. You can get it through iTunes from the Anime Network Dojo podcast or download the video directly from the ADV website. Next up, some uh-oh taboo news. Rising Star finalists accused of plagiarism. Tendro Wajudi has been accused of plagiarizing Hiroaki Samura's Blade of the Immortal and Tokyo Pop Rising Star entry Samurai Zombie. Uh, there are a comparison online between five frames, and I have to tell you, the evidence is pretty damning. The dialogue is not straight from the one, but the art is most definitely lifted from there. Not pulled right off, not exact, okay, to give you a good idea, it's the characters and the poses are exactly the same, but hand-drawn by Hendra Wajudi, so I don't know how this is going to affect its entry in the Rising Star of Manga. Uh, Samurai Zombie is currently one of 20 finalists for Tokyo Pop's People's Choice Award, in which the top seven will be published in Rising Stars of Manga, Volume 6. Next up. Ishikawa at CU Boulder. Production IG founder Mitsuhisa Ishikawa will discuss the creation and proliferation of anime this Friday at the University of Colorado at Boulder. For those of you listening to our free public episodes, well, you probably missed that. However, Club NZ people, you're getting episodes as soon as they come out, so you're in the know. Next, Bandai's Robots on the Xbox 360. 
Bandai has announced the next shooter, Zega Pain Azor, for the Xbox 360, or Xor. It is being developed by Kavya and will tie in closely to its anime counterpart, which will air beginning April 6th in Japan. Not much has been released in terms of gameplay details, but the official website for the anime is up at zegapain.net. Anime Unleashed, unscheduled. G4's anime block is, quote-unquote, not currently being scheduled. No word on when or if it will return. Well, knowing G4, they love screwing over people. So we'll see how that turns out. Naruto Trading Cards. That's right. If you couldn't get enough from television, now you can get even more. Inkworks is releasing the 72-card Naruto Trading Card Series on March 29th. The cards will come in 9-card packs and retail at $199. Thank God it's cheaper than most trading card collectible games that charge out the butt for their cards. Through May 12th, Inkworks is also giving away free Naruto promo cards through its website. This one is a nice little tidbit. I'm not going to read the whole press release because it's boring and not worth our time. But, funny fact, 4Kids profits are down 60% compared to their earnings from 2005. I think that that is hilarious. Um, for those not in the know of fiscal quarters, the quarter four, 2005, just ended the final quarter of the business year. They ended in March. I think it's just an excuse. But compared to what they earned between December and March last year, they are down 60% profits. And frankly, I can't think of a more deserving company than poor kids. Man, they love screwing things over. So what's their solution to going and getting out of this doldrum? That's right, they're going to stop licensing so many other people's sales and concentrate more on their own properties. Now, you would think this is a good idea, granted that they'll stop slaughtering other people's creations for their own agenda, uh, except, unfortunately, 4Kids is coming out with, uh, like, a pinata game that's it's going to be a cartoon and a game and toys and cards all at once, and it looks like crap. 4Kids cannot win for losing, I tell you. And next up, here's some news for Xenosaga fans and Xenogears fans, Chrono Trigger fans, and Shadow Hearts fans. Because you see, Yasunori Mitsuda is joining Final Fantasy's Nobu uh, Uematsu as composer for the Play Video Game Symphony series. That's right, another one added to the roster, folks. Mitsuda is best known for his work on Chrono Trigger, Xenosaga, Chrono Cross, and Shadow Hearts. Hey, you leave out the Xenogears? That music was tight. Um, he will also attend the series premiere in Chicago and participate in a meet and greet. Hopefully he has a translator. Play features music from such series as Final Fantasy, Silent Hill, Halo, World of Warcraft, Metal Gear Solid, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, of note, currently play is scheduled for only four states and one province. I can only assume that that means that the other regions of the world can go and sod off. So as we all know, concerts go where the people are, and apparently there's not enough people anywhere else. Well, alright, that uh, does it for the news, so I guess it's time to reach into the archive and see what sort of review we can pull on out. Does it suck? Does it rock? Who knows? Anime review. Okay, so we're going to play our review of Cat Soup. Uh, yes, the show is as weird as the title sounds. But before we get to Cat Soup, it's time for us to play a bit of music on our show. 
Um, for this section, we're going to be playing uh, the song Evil Dr. Skull by the Norwegian Celery Farmers. I'll uh, go ahead and plug their website. That's at www.alphalink.com.au forward slash tidley. You know, it's that little wavy line. Uh, Rob PR slash NCF. I'll provide a link on the website. A little easier than writing it all down. Anyways, from the Norwegian Celery Farmers, here is Evil Dr. Skull. And trust me when I say this track has a lot of energy. Buddhist blue elephant man guy comes and he steals the cat away 
uh, to heaven or something. And then the little kid goes uh, to like warn his parents, but his mom's cooking dinner and his dad's getting wasted on some uh, what was it, booze or something? Yeah, Japanese vodka. Yeah, vodka. And, um, <laughs> and so the cat runs after his brother. He manages to wrestle away half of his brother's soul from this Buddhist thing. <laughs> Uh, and then, I, was it his brother or was it his sister? <laughs> 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 so then he comes back and then the doctor's there and pronounces the brother dead and then like the... The, uh, they, the, the whole family was just standing there like, oh, okay. He's yeah. the brother with... Yeah, and then his brother goes and pops the soul back into his brother and then they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then they go to the store to buy some stuff for his mom and end up at the circus yeah. uh, <laughs> and then the circus like <laughs> this magician guy goes and chops this girl apart and all these parts and they make like a bloody hurricane <laughs> thing and puts her back together and then this giant cloud monster <laughs> thing comes out and uh, <laughs> approximately this point which I determined that this film really wasn't going to go anywhere Sort of like, have you ever, if you've ever seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite, that's how that has no plot and it doesn't go anywhere. Sort of like that. Except this is like some guys like going, you know, man, clouds are never inside, but what if there was a jelly monster and like he had clouds in him and he's covering the inside to the outside, you know? It, it's just crazy crap, man. Like you were saying earlier, DV3, it's almost like a college low-budget independent film. Yep. It's just some crazy shit. Now, that explain why the college kids were having those weird things, because they were probably... Yeah, I know what you're saying there. And so, I mean, this thing isn't even symbolic. It's just like some crazy <laughs> crap. Like, somebody recorded their conversation when they were doped up and made some <laughs> drawings, too, and they're like, dude, we're totally going to talk to Harry Nova later and get this made into a film. <laughs> uh, and amazingly enough, it's yeah. the same one. Well, not only that, it's, the crazy thing is this movie has, like, incredibly high animation quality, right? It's, like, well-animated, full animation, you know, not just not flaps, but, like, completely... There's not much of a doubt to this either, I've mentioned this. There's no English stuff, but there's no point. It's, like, nobody talks, they make, like squeaky noises or point or like it shows thought balloons <laughs> it's just crazy I mean do, do you have anything to add to this TV series? um well maybe if you're high you might like it <laughs> I mean it's just woo it's just that far out there man I mean I'm gonna give this a neutral because just it's black factor is enough to make it absolutely hilarious but <laughs> On the other hand, it's just a bit too trippy if you're not having a, a, a chemical assistant to get you there, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> what are you going to read this, DVD? Don't watch this one by yourself. If you're going to watch this one, make sure you have someone there to laugh along with you. Yeah, and don't watch it late at night either because you'll like fall asleep <laughs> before it really starts to get crazy. I mean, and if you watch it at sleep, you might, if you watch it at night, you might fall asleep and have Really weird, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ain't no lie. It's just freaky deaky, man. <laughs> but my rating for it would be um, neutral-ish. Neutral-ish. 
yes, music truly is the voice of the soul. Come right up and spin the wheel to a daily hot spot. Gee, sorry about that. I didn't realize how big the volume difference was. All right. Well, anyways, uh, we have a hot spot to get to. And for this hot spot, uh, we have... Do, 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 do. Yes, we have our next set of commercial funnies. I'll play those at the end of the hot spot. Uh, but we also have me doing a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a review about uh, Tokyo Pop's Taku High. Uh, for those not in the know, that's their manga, um, seasonal manga promotional magazine. And I am going to talk a bit about Full Metal Alchemist, which has just wrapped up its U.S. television run. And I don't know which one I should start with first. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick one and adjust my microphone a bit so we don't get it so high. Ah, there we are. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay, that looks pretty good. All right, so we've got Taku High. Now, this was introduced uh, quite a few months ago, and in that time, they've made some remarkable progress. The first time, uh, it was absolutely just horrid. Um, and... Because it was so bad, they decided to go and change the name from Takuhai, which is Japanese for home delivery, to um, simply Tokyo Pop Presents Manga, which is rather simple. It's just called Tokyo Pop Presents Manga. On the side it says Manga Magazine. Um, their second issue was a bit better, still not quite there. And the reason why is that the first two issues, um, they totally come off as posers. Just being all like, yeah, we're cool, we're young, we're exactly like you. And they come off as so incredibly fake. As they, uh, wh what it is, is in the magazine, uh, they've got these big-ass margins around the manga pages. So it keeps the size that you would get in a regular Tonkaban or uh, graphic novel. Um, but it has big old borders all around it. And so what they did in the first issue was all of this poser stuff like, ha ha, yeah, I bet that's funny, or yeah, right, look at his eyes, and crap like that, and the, it was very distracting. In the second one, they improved a bit on that, dropped a bit of the poser crap, still had some stuff in the margins that was annoying, though. And in the first two volumes, all they had was uh, so-called EOL um, manga, I mean OLE original English language. In other words, nothing that actually was from Japan was in the magazine. So finally, with issue three, their winter 2006 release, they got it right. So I'm glad to say that it's actually worth bothering with. Now, what they've done is that when you go and you look at the, if you will, front cover, it has, um, it's in the left to right traditional English reading style. And on that side is all the OEL, the original English language um, creations. Then when you turn it over to the quote-unquote back cover, then that second half of it reads from right to left in the traditional Japanese style. And that side has snippets from various Japanese manga. Um, in this particular one, they have um, an advanced story from Fruits Basket, in which in the margins, instead of the annoying crap, they have some cute pictures in color, as well as um, letters from fans that have sent in their words to Tokyo Pop. Uh, plus, there's some other ones like Loveless, Kamikaze, uh, Dragonhead, and a bunch of other stuff. 
so it's gotten much better, uh, much less of the crap that nobody really cares about. Um, and it kind of works out both ways because Tokyo Pop is trying to do this OEL, this American manga, for lack of a better term, uh, in order to go and cut down on licensing costs because they don't have to go and uh, think about it from an economic standpoint. They don't have to translate the text from Japanese while well, they save money there without the translators. Then they don't have to pay nearly as much to go and license the uh, work from the original author. And um, last of all, it, it really goes and it cuts out all of the middleman stuff. So all you have is the artist slash author of the comic and Tokyo Pop and no one in between. So this saves them a lot of money and it's in their best interest to go and get people that like manga to start reading this manga style comics. So I think it is a the best idea, it was horrible for them when they came out with Taku High to just go and try to push this OEL crap. What they needed to do was have both the OEL and the Japanese manga in one so that the people that prefer Japanese manga will be able to read that but still have some of this OEL stuff hanging around, take a look at it and go, hey, that's pretty good, maybe I should check out some more of it. So, much better strategy. It's definitely improved since its inception. And if you want some free manga magazines, like delivered every three months, or I guess about that, uh, it goes by seasons, uh, you can sign up at tokyopop.com. Thank God that they went and got their mailing list in order. When I first signed up, it was impossible to unsubscribe from their mailing list. The, their whole system was screwed up. So in essence, I had to re-register with the same email address to create a password, and then I could log into my account and then remove myself from the mailing list. Pain in the ass. But it's gotten better. I have actually was able to remove myself from the mailing list. So if you sign up for this uh, Taku High slash manga magazine, then you'll be able to go and unsubscribe from their email newsletter, no problem. So good stuff there. All right, next up, very excited, uh, as you may have been able to tell by our funny, um, about Full Metal Alchemist. The, the season has just finished up, 51 episodes. I've been watching it over the past year, and I am so glad that it's finally over. Not that it wasn't a good series, but having to week wait week by week for one measly 20-odd-minute episode was just killer. I'm a very impatient person, and that's why I like DVDs. And so having to go and wait in between for the next episode was just heinous for me. So it's finally over, and it was what a thrill ride, right? The earlier episodes were much lighter in nature, um, and then the second half of it, the second season, really started to get a lot of um, intense, in-depth sort of stuff to it. Um, interesting little fact here is that when they started making the Full Metal Alchemist um, manga, uh, sorry, the, the anime, there had only been three books of the manga released. So, in essence, everything you see in Season 1 of Full Metal Alchemist is from the manga. Everything in Season 2 was made by the anime creators as uh, there was no manga to base it off of. They had to create their own original Season 2 and ending. Now, I thought that the uh, ending was really well played out. A couple of things that need explaining, but of course I'm not going to do it on this show because, well... 
it would be spoiling a lot to go and say what happens at the end of Full Metal Alchemist. So suffice it to say, there's a good bit of symbolism in both the visual imagery and in the words chosen that the characters express themselves with. And all in all, it's a really rollicking series. I suppose I should have talked more about this in the uh, review section, but I'm going to call this as a review anyways. Um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, volume uh, episodes 1 through 51. Um, however, I have quite the qualm with Funimation's uh, edit for episode 51. Now, in Japan, they uh, didn't have the opening, the, you know, the little song and animation number at the beginning of the show, so that they could use the full amount of time to its full effect to convey what they wanted to do for the ending. But in America, apparently, Adult Swim didn't feel that this was acceptable, and so they wanted a bit of an opening in there as well. And because they cut out the opening, they had to somehow squeeze the closing credits into the show because now we've got this instead of like minute, minute and a half opening sequence, we've got a 30 second opening sequence. So now they've got to squeeze the credits in during the show. So whenever they have like a pan across the scenery or a slow moment in the, like the last 10, 15 minutes of the show, they're putting credits on the screen. So first of all, the, the opening was put together rather shoddily. It, it goes and it jumps in further into the animation, cuts it here, cuts it there, put it together, just simply fades out the audio. It wasn't, wasn't done very professionally at all, in my opinion. Then, during the show, there's actually a point where they show a cut from two minutes later into the show before that part comes up. So you end up seeing a section of a future scene two minutes early, and it really throws things off. And then, if you were paying attention to the credits, they actually give Funimation's credits for localization twice in the last ten minutes of the episode. So, some crazy shiznizzle. And if you're wondering why it's only 51 episodes instead of 52 episodes, um, for a background for those new to anime, there's generally 13 episodes in a season, sometimes 26 if it's a long season. Um, and so two seasons would make 52 episodes. So why didn't we go and have ourselves 52 episodes? Very simple fact is that the um, Full Metal Alchemist anime team didn't think they had enough time to really pull off the ending the way they wanted to pull it off. So what they did is they allocated the funds that they would have used to go and animate a 52nd episode and put those aside for a possible uh, movie, if the series proved popular, or an OAV if it wasn't as successful. Of course, the, the Full Metal Optimus series was very successful in Japan, and I think even more so successful here in America. And so, they were able to go and get enough income from the television show combined with the income that they had reserved that would have been used for episode 52 to have enough money to animate a Full Metal Alchemist movie, which is called The Conqueror of Shambhala. And that, of course, is probably going to come out about June or so from Funimation. And, of course, the sooner they get it out, the better, because, as we know, Full Alchemist fans tend to go and be uh, lynch mob in their qualities. So, yes, I'm very impressed with Full Metal Alchemist. It has uh, a really um, great original premise. It has, uh, it's a tale of redemption, basically, and of trying to go and, it's coming of age tale at the same time that it's a tale of redemption and a bit of uh, sci-fi sorcery in the form of the way they pull off their alchemy. 
and the music is really great too. Generally, I don't care for Japanese singers, but um, the the licks that are in this song are just really, really great. And uh, no, I'm not talking about uh, gluttony licking the things that he eats. So, anyways, Full Metal Alchemist uh, was really pulled off well. The the dub staff totally awesome. I mean. Uh, uh, the name of the man that does the voice for Edward Elric, his name's Vic, has the fangirls rule. Seriously, you read on the forums and stuff, and they just absolutely love this voice. And I have to admit, very talented voice actor pulls things off great in this show. Um, so, yeah, really should have done this in the review section, but I felt it was a bit too ranty, and so I'm making it kind of loose. So, I'm going to have to go and give a rating for Full Metal Alchemist, because it's really great. And I've basically pulled off a review here anyways. So it's hard for me to choose, though, because on the one hand, I really, really like this series. But on the other hand, the second season gets a bit too focused on itself. Uh, the first season was a lot more episodic, a lot more lighthearted in nature. The second season starts to get heavy into the storyline where each episode connects into each other. So if you miss an episode, you're going to be absolutely lost. So... I want to give it a top recommendation because I like this show so very, very much. But I have to go and put aside my fanboy yearnings and go and give this show a highly recommended because of some pacing issues with the second season. Um, after they start getting serious and uh, all of this heavy storyline and whatnot, then they try to break up the pace, insert a little more of that old Full Metal Alchemist feeling in some episodes, and it just ends up filling out of place. So it's the second season's not very newbie-friendly, so you really got to come in before they get to that point. Um, so yeah, Full Metal Alchemist is going to give it a highly recommended. It's a great show. And I'm really looking forward to when the manga catches up to the halfway point of the series so I can pick up from there, see how it went down in the manga side of things. Um, and, of course, I really need to get those music CDs. Wonderful music. Alright, so now, let's see. We did the bit about Takuhai. We did the bit about Full Metal Alchemist. We played our very nice music selections. Big shout out to our two contributors for this week of ASO Radio. And now it's time for us to play some commercial funnies. I'll see you after the break. If you're like me, you got really excited when World of Warcraft had that April Fool's joke, how rude, about going and being able to order Panda Express from your own home while playing the game. Well, I've got good news for you because we've upped them on that level. You can order any food that you want by using our brand new Ramen Express button. This button, which you order for only $1.95 through the mail, goes and attaches to the front of your DVD player. As we know, many of you out there enjoy watching your Japanese animation and can't be bothered to go out and stop at a fast food restaurant as you'd have to interrupt your session. And really, when you're watching Evangelion, you need to keep attention to what's going on because you could get lost. So do what I do. I attach the button to the front of my DVD player, and when I'm hungry, I push it. The virtual menu uh, displays over the screen are all you to select from a variety of dishes. Top Ramen, we got that. Sushi, we've got you covered. We even have the finest sake. So all you have to do is push the button, make the menu selections, and in under 30 minutes, we will be there with your meal hot and ready. 
And of course, our sake comes in both cold and hot styles. So be sure to go and mail in your $1.95 to Ataku Vision. That's 103629 Valley Lane, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, USA. Has this ever happened to you? I don't understand the show. What is a Kia? Well, we finally have the solution in our handy 90-page carrying guide. That's right, our travel guide, NZ-17's Notes to Akira. This can explain in detail what each scene in this popular Japanese movie means. After all, the original manga was 2,000 pages, and you simply can't compress that much information into this small volume. So we'll explain the past, the future, and how it's all connected together by this movie featuring exploding organs and horrible mutations in an apocalyptic future where everyone's depressed and on drugs. So be sure to go and order your volume of the Encyclopedia Carica today. Hey, my friends. My friends, which are gentlemen, we have the best deal for you this year. This deal is so special, I'm not supposed to share it, because it might blow up in my face. But for you, my friends, I will tell you all. If you come down to James Bond Tuckers, we will hook you up for your prom date. That's right, my friends. We have specials going on that will blow your mind. Not just your mind, but all those guys who come after your girls with our special bomb couplings. We also have a special helicopter suit, which will help you take your game away to a special place where she likes. We also are throwing in our magnitude watch, only for an extra $50. This magnitude watch will do almost anything you command it to do. You tell it to go get a waiter, it will bring you a waiter. If you tell it to go to the moon and bring you back an alien, it will find an alien. My friends, this is the place and time to come down to James Bond, Texas. So you better get here quick while the things are still fresh. Not guaranteed to bring back the pirate princess of Nylor. Well, I tell you, what an episode. Even though I had a toothache, we managed to pull off something mighty fine and something of which I can be proud of and label Acer Radio episode number 91. Isn't it beautiful? And, funny enough, we've wrapped up our archival reviews with DB3 and I and our set of commercial funnies. Yes, set five is the last set of Acer Radio commercial funnies. It is so sad. So, crazy times, crazy times, crazy times. Um, and, you know, as a matter of fact, I think it's worth saying one more time, crazy times. So, what do I have in store for everybody with episode 900? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, episode 92, we're going to go and get in some reviews of uh, I'm Going to Be an Angel, Volume 3. Uh, we're going to have another Slayers review. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to go and get an Escaflone review in. Uh, and who knows what else, because we're always reviewing new things here on Asia Radio. And I may have mentioned a while back that uh, I'm going to be moving in about June or so. Hopefully, within a few months of the move, we'll be able to get a new co-host on Asia Radio. And if everything pans out, DB3 and I will be going once again to NandesuCon in this uh, November and we will bring back all the latest news and information, or November, September. We'll bring back all the NDK great stuff that we did last time, and we may even pull off an actual live episode instead of getting it screwed up by technical difficulties like last time. Anyways, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've had some good times this episode, but it is time to go and draw it to a close. So, for episode 91 of ASO Radio, or as I like to say, ASO Radio. 
This is MV17 saying sayonara and see you next week. ASA Radio is copyrighted MV17 Productions. ASA Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-like license. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nv17.com.